Hello and welcome to Hyatt Report. This is your host, Omar Hyatt. According to Human Rights Watch, since 2015, the armed conflict in Yemen has resulted in the largest humanitarian crisis in the world. With 20 million people experiencing food insecurity. And 10 million of these people are at the risk of famine. And mind you, according to UN estimates, total population of Yemen is just over 30 million. So let's talk about the conflict in Yemen. Arab Spring is a term that refers to uprisings which began in 2010 in Tunisia and later spread across the MENA region. MENA stands for Middle East and North Africa. Initially, these uprisings started off as peaceful protests against tyranny, dictatorship, decades of oppression, and low standard of living. In January 2011, Yemen was already a poor country and was facing a lot of socio-economic issues when Arab Spring knocked on its doors in the form of peaceful protest. These protests included everyday Yemenis, as well as prominent opposition factions, calling for change and demanding the then-President Saleh's resignation. President Saleh made all possible attempts to stay in power. These included multiple negotiations, only to then walk back on some of those negotiated agreements, resulting in further protest, an assassination attempt on his life, an escape to Saudi Arabia for life-saving treatment, and when he did return to Yemen in late November of 2011, he signed an agreement to transfer power to his then-Vice-President Hadi. The agreement called for a presidential election to be held in February 2012, with Hadi as the only candidate on the ballot, ensuring Saleh would remain in power until then. The agreement also called for a national dialogue that would allow various political factions of the country to provide their input into formulation of a new constitution. On the 25th of February 2012, Hadi was sworn in as the President of Yemen. And under his administration, the country remained deeply divided, with a sinking GDP on one hand and sky-high unemployment record on the other. This precarious economic condition of Yemen only strengthened the rebels and the militants. Meanwhile, a national dialogue as per the terms of agreement to transfer power began in the first quarter of 2013, concluding in January 2014, with a document meant to act as a blueprint in formulating new Yemeni constitution. However, whilst these discussions were underway, Hadi had enacted austerity measures that significantly cut the fuel subsidies. 
Reasoning behind these cuts were supposedly to address a growing budget deficit and attract foreign investments. The austerity measures of Hardy's administration led to renewed protest, culminating in Yemen's security forces opening fire on protesters in the capital Sana'a in September 2014. This then resulted in further chaos and destruction. And ultimately, Houthis, in alliance with former President Saleh, took over the capital Sana'a. Subsequently, Hadi resigned as the president of Yemen and was placed under house arrest, only to escape and re-emerge in the city of Aden in February of 2015. While in Aden, Hadi and his supporters called for intervention from international community. But their condition remained dire, so Hadi escaped to Oman and later to Saudi Arabia. Circa March 2015, Saudi Arabia and its Gulf allies invaded Yemen. This military invasion by Saudi Arabia and its Gulf allies against armed Houthis, according to Human Rights Watch, has created the largest humanitarian crisis in the world. With quarter of all civilians killed in airstrikes being women and children. Human Rights Watch in World Report 2020 with regards to Yemen has reported that all parties involved in this conflict, including the Houthis, the Yemeni government, the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia and different UAE and Saudi-backed Yemeni armed groups have detained people, including children, abused detainees and held them in poor conditions and abducted or forcibly disappeared people perceived to be political opponents or security threats. As far as the Western actors are concerned, countries like the United States and the United Kingdom did not directly participate in Saudi-led invasion of Yemen. However, the US under the leadership of former President Trump was a staunch ally of the Saudis and the Emiratis. And therefore, the Trump administration played a key role in Saudi Arabia and the UAE getting the weapons they wanted. Which I'll talk about in a minute. And the UK, despite its reservations about humanitarian crisis, continued to sell weapons to the Saudis. Now, going back to the US again, it wasn't that there wasn't any pushback against selling weapons to Saudi Arabia and the UAE. In fact, in June of 2019, the US Senate voted to block the arms sale to Saudi Arabia and the UAE by United States. However, the then US President Trump vetoed to unblock the sale of $8.1 billion worth of weapons to Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. The Trump administration on its last full day in office also imposed SDGT and FTO labels on Houthis. SDGT stands for Specially Designated Global Terrorist and FTO stands for Foreign Terrorist Organization. There were hopes that when the new Biden administration would take over the White House, 
it would review the America's policy relative to sales of weapons to Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, as well as the labels assigned to Houthis, which in a way it did. In February 2021, the US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken revoked the terrorist designation of Houthis. And in May 2021, the Biden administration announced its new policy towards um, Saudi Arabia with regards to weapons sales, which included pausing sales of weapons worth $760 million. And the aim of this policy or this new policy um, was to reduce violence in Yemen. This freeze, however, seems to have been too little and too late, because according to reporting in 2017 alone, nearly 50,000 Yemeni children died because of starvation or disease. And according to World Food Program's predictions or projections from March 2021, more than 400,000 Yemeni children under the age of five could die from starvation if Saudi-led blockade of Yemen is not lifted. While we are discussing the conflict in Yemen, it's important to note that there are allegations of Iran supporting and arming the Houthis. In fact, just recently, the US Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Assets Control, aka OFAC, sanctioned members of a quote-unquote smuggling network that the US officials believe is allegedly run by an Iran-based financier who directs money from the sale of Iranian petrol to Houthis in Yemen. Apparently through a complex network of intermediaries and exchange houses in multiple countries. The the OFAC also alleged that this Iran-based financier was supported by a business partner based in Turkey, a Yemeni accountant based in Turkey, a Somali businessman, an Indian maritime shipping professional based in the UAE, and few other individuals. And of course, um, the OFAC announced sanctions against all of these individuals. Iran, on the other hand, has always maintained since the start of this conflict in Yemen that it has no arms link with Houthis in Yemen. And in December 2017, its foreign affairs spokesman Baram Ghassimi in an interview to Iranian news channel Isna said, quote, the accusation that Iran gives weapons to various groups is rejected and we strongly deny it. Yemen is in a blockade and such possibility does not exist anyway, unquote. In March this year, the US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, while speaking at the quote-unquote high-level pledging event for the humanitarian crisis in Yemen, which is a sort of countries coming together to pledge financial aid kind of event, mentioned that the United States policy for Yemen, in addition to putting well-being of Yemeni people at the forefront, was also to put pressure on Houthis to seize cross-border attacks on Saudi Arabia and their military offences elsewhere within Yemen. And he also mentioned that Saudi Arabia was eager to find a solution to the conflict. Now, some argue that after a death toll of nearly quarter of a million people in this conflict, despite imposing a very rigid blockade on Yemen, and despite being in possession of the most advanced and sophisticated weaponry, 
Saudi and co. have not won anything. In fact, Houthis have seized the capital. Yes, that's right. Houthis have seized the capital of Yemen, Sana'a. Along with large portions of northwestern Yemen. And not only that, Houthis in February this year launched an offensive to seize the oil-rich city of Marib. To me personally, this just appears a vanity project of Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, who by some accounts is a brutal dictator in the making. Well, that's a whole topic on its own, so I would not get into it. But I think it's time that Saudi Arabia and its allies leave Yemen in peace and let Yemenis make a decision for themselves. Let them choose their own destiny and let no more kids starve to death. <laughs> 